Hello, hello, and welcome to Fed by Farmers with me, Cammy Wilson. And me, Iona Murray. So we're back for a, a nice short sort of Q&A session. Iona has a couple of questions lined up and we'll no doubt have some topics to discuss. Thanks to our sponsor for this week's Q&A, Fowrus Fabrication. Fowrus, for anyone who doesn't know... Well, I spe- don't, Cammy, tell me. Well, they specialise in heaps of stuff. Like, they're just... Okay. They're genius. They're actually making me a scanning trailer just now. Uh, so James Carlyle... In Carlisle, he's a farmer at Fowrus, so he's a young lad trying to build a business there. Mm. Well, he's, he's not trying, he is. He's building a cracking business. And they they make everything from 12-foot gates to they even do like aluminium hurdles, the same as you'd get on a mobile handling system. I just got 10 of those. I, I bought new race sections. They do calf huts. Yeah, have, have a look. Yeah, jump on the webs- their website, just Google Fowrus Fabrication or look on their Facebook page at bit. Thanks to them for sponsoring this. And James is... I like working with him because he's just a farmer. Right, okay. Yeah, and he's making me a scanning trailer, so can't wait to get that. I bet you guys can't wait either. My customers, I mean, the, yeah. the banger I've got. But let's get into the podcast. There's been a, a huge reaction to our last one where I made mention to the twice a boy, once a man quote that someone gave me. Huge reaction. Yeah. like I think it really resonated with a lot of people. Uh, clearly, yeah. Mm. I, and I, you know... It, I'm one of these people, there's certain people like say Tam Cowan on the radio who can, just remembers every joke he hears and things like that mm-hmm. and I'm just big into like quotes and just relevant things that I can apply to my life. Mm-hmm. That's why I throw all these ones out about, you know, whether you think you can, you think you can't, you're probably right and, I've, I've you know, don't eat yellow snow, all these kind of <laughs> things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hear them and think, wow, why did yeah. I not think of that before? No that wonder so this tastes good. funny. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's, yeah, so my thing is I love I love uh, things like that and I'm sure I'll drop a few in mm-hmm. as we go. But yeah, thank you very much to all the comments, all the shares, all the positive feedback. It was mind-blowing and I'm, I'm not one of these people who all of a sudden think it gives me a a pedestal to be like, oh my God. Everything I say is correct, and no, you, know, you thought that think before. It's great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I already knew that before those shares. I knew everything I say is right. <laughs> love it, love it, Iona. Uh, how have you been this week? Anything exciting to tell us before you ask me any tough questions? Um, I've been good this week. Yeah, makes a change. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you said that like it was a shock. Like, I'm actually, do you know what? I've been good this week. <laughs> do you know I've been feeling very, very Christmassy this year? Is and that, normally I don't at all. Is that because of the sheep game? No, I don't think so. What's doing it? I'm not sure. Just the festive I'm spirit just in really, the office. I'm really in the mood, mood for it. Are you? Yeah, I am. Well, What's your good. thoughts on Christmas? Are you a Christmas man? No. Are you not? No, and for various reasons, and uh, the main reason being my time in the police. Right, okay. Yeah, it made Why? me... Why? It just made me realise what a terrible time of year Christmas is. For so many people. For, for, for so many people. Yeah. Because, yes, it's a, if you if you have a young family and the grandparents are still alive and mm-hmm. various things like that, fantastic. Yep. Great big, you know, like you've got your three siblings and your mother and father and all the nieces, the nieces and nephews. Yeah. It's a buzz. It's a great mm-hmm. thing. Whereas, you know, for a lot of people, Christmas is just a reminder of loss. Yeah. You know, I mean, part of the reason, you know, I don't, I'm not going to talk about this all the time because I don't like talking, but part of the reason is my dad's dead. Yeah. And Christmas this thing, and it's really hard for my mum. Of course. Like, it's really hard for my mum. Uh, so, 
that then it's hard for me too, but then that makes it worse for me too. Yeah. Um. So so there's that factor. Another thing is when I worked in the police, I would always work Christmas because I wasn't interested in it anyway, and it was double time. So it was like. Oh. Uh, <laughs> man we're on 20 odd it was like 50 quid an hour or something Christmas day. yeah i think it was like 23 pounds an hour i was on at the end or something like that so which is a way up now i was speaking to a mate last night a top cop now with 11 year service gets 48 grand no wonder the country's in a mess that's a serious amount of money yeah. but um so i would always work christmas and b because in the last four years i was cid now cid in Glasgow particularly, mm -hmm. because we are such a big, or we're such a big division, we had units for everything. So we had child protection, we had rape unit, we had robbery unit, we had housebreaking unit. So whereas in some places like, say, Ayrshire, uh -huh. the CID would deal with all those things. Right, okay. In Glasgow, we had units for everything. Mm -hmm. So generally speaking, your general CID would just deal with serious assaults, attempt murders, some, some frauds, all that started to go elsewhere. Fire raisins and suicides are suspicious deaths. Right, okay. And and any suicide is treated initially as a suspicious death. Mm -hmm. So Christmas Day, you'd spend all day doing suicides. Really? Yeah. Yeah. God. yeah. You'd come in the morning and, you know, could quite easily be three or four on the go. Really? Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure the last Christmas Day, or the, certainly or the one before the last one I worked, I did three. Like three suicides. Wow. Yeah. On, on Christmas Day. So... And you would get lots round about it as well. See, before it, after it, mm -hmm. just that whole period was suicides. Yeah. And and it really opened my eyes to actually, this is just a terrible time of year for people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Sorry. It's just, a nervous I'm laugh. feeling the um, the Christmas spirit really <laughs> drain out of me. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I, I, I'm very lighthearted, right, but I know you that, asked me a question. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't start crying. No, I'm not crying. No, I'm going to cry. No, no. <laughs> no uh, we shouldn't joke. You know, we should not joke about it, but no, I know you're no, not, I'm joking. not joking. I know it's that. the no, fact that you, so you started so high. I'm going to get you feeling terrible. Everybody's dying. Everybody's dying. Could you compartmentalise? Like, could you leave work and switch off? Absolutely. Whatever you'd see. Yeah, never bothered me. Yeah, really? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've also dealt with some things that bothered me. Um, and so what was your main, like, what was your day-to-day? -day? In the police? Uh-huh. With CID, you generally come in, generally Glasgow serious assaults, stabbings. Right. Um, so you would, so, so somebody files, phones 999. Files. Yeah. The, the police go. Is that you? No. 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 You get your CID is a cushy number. You just turn up after oh, and perfect. go like, did you get a statement from there? Did you you stand there, put tape there? I CID is like a, a holiday compared to Do uniform. They call CID yeah. Although button. they like to pretend they're the big deal. It's actually uniform cops are the big deal. Right. Okay. Because they're the ones going to the danger. They're yeah, the ones doing the yeah. hard work. First response. First response. They're they're the ones that go to the guys that run about with the knives mm -hmm. or ongoing incidents. It's it's them that go to it first. We just come later and swagger in with our suits on and. Did yeah. they did they call you blisters? Blisters? Mm -hmm. No, going. What's that? Only show up once the hard work's done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that one. You like it? No, I heard that one in the police. <laughs> no. Actually, no, no, that's Blister. a good one. Uh, blisters. That's a that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, you yeah. only show up after the hard work's done, and that's that that is true. But it, you know, there was the other side of it where you had you had to be switched on, and mm -hmm. you know you were found out quick in the CID if you weren't sharp. You know you. You had to be thinking about yeah. how best to, you know, because these crimes are a priority for the police. Like if you get a quad bike nicked, the police come give you a crime report number, yeah. don't care. Whereas if somebody gets stabbed and it's a serious crime, the CID work on it, 
to the get result. So, so are you doing all that work as well, or were you just more responding? Yeah, no, we did all the investigation. Did you? Yeah, so like, yeah. So we, you, would you interview people and stuff? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, just the idea. Yeah. Right, tell me things. What was tell it like? Uh, terrible. Was it? Well, not terrible. Like, interviewing folk is such a waste of time. So what kind of cop were you? Oh, it was nice. Were you? Oh, you talking like good cop, bad cop? Yeah. Yeah, just nice. Nice. Yeah, it just wasn't in me. Yeah. So would there always be two of you interviewing? Yeah. Right, yeah. what? Right, pretend you're interviewing me now. Well, Do uh, an example. Uh, well, the, the, uh, they teach you all this crazy stuff and they teach you interviewers like a thing like a yes-no spiral. Right, okay. Where you ask them a lot of questions that they'll say, uh, say, they'll, they'll say yes to. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's like an ex- a crazy example is like, is your name Iona? Yes. Do you originally live in Muirkirk? Yes. Did you murder that guy? No. So yeah, you're good. Oh, am I? But yeah, you know, you might do five. No, that's, that's, <laughs> it's kind of like, that's an extreme example. You right, didn't, okay. You didn't, you didn't do it that. But they try. Because, oh, well, it's kind of leading them down a road of, of telling the truth more than, you know. Okay, You, you okay, say okay. things that you know are true. Because generally speaking, you know that if they did the crime or not. Yeah, do you? Yeah, because there's usually a bit of other evidence before mm-hmm. you bring somebody in. So you have you have all your evidence, you interview whatever, right? Then what's next? Goes to goes to court. Yeah, it eventually go to court. Yeah. And are you still? Do you follow the cases right the way through? Like, are do you nah. feel invested in no, them? No, never, no. never. That's why you're a bad cop. Couldn't care less. Yeah, unless it was a right bad guy. Like mm-hmm. when I was in the robbery unit, yeah. But the only time I ever really did good crime, I would have said, was when I was in the robbery unit. What do you mean by good crime? Well, there was actually a victim. Oh, okay. oh, right, okay. Like, generally yeah, speaking, yeah, yeah. like, decent folk don't get stabbed. Yeah, okay. Do you know what decent folk do know that get slashed? But slashed is, like, cut with a knife. You know, yeah. decent folk don't usually get themselves in a situation where they get stabbed. Of course, it does happen sometimes. But it's generally bams on bams. So we'd go to a stabbing. Cut that. No, it is bams on bams. <laughs> cut that, good pun. Uh, no, oh it is. It's just, so, so you'd go to them to get a statement and they just tell you to F off. Right, okay. Honestly. Yeah, okay. You'd go to the hospital and they're lying in there, they've just attempted murder, just to, yeah. No speaking mm-hmm. to you. Because, like, decent folk don't get stabbed. Yeah. Sometimes they do. Sometimes If you've they been do. stabbed, I apologise. Yeah, but generally speaking, they don't get themselves in that situation where they get stabbed. I've never been stabbed. So, see, that, that doesn't check out. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, clever. You're informed today. You are on a wee buzz, aren't you? <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's yeah. So but when I was in the robbery unit, that robbery unit is real victims because it's the strong yeah. versus the weak. Yeah. Okay. So it'd be you know an old deer or a generally speaking a, a female um, getting robbed. So it was real victims. So it was great work. You know, you're desperate yeah, to get the guys. Yeah. And you really, feel like you were doing good stuff. Yeah, you're really invested mm-hmm. in it and, and going at, going after these guys. Whereas like going to Springburn or um, Easterhouse to deal with a stabbing, it's like there's no victims here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that guy yeah, will just yeah. stab somebody else next week. Yeah, I hear you. Do you know what I mean? It was there was no pleasure in it at all. Was there any big robberies? Big robberies. I mean, there was like cash and transit robberies and stuff that happened. Like um, people held at gunpoint. Um, you know, like the G4S guys. We did that my first week in the job, but the robbery unit was like one in Kirk and Tiller happened. Um, I can't even remember what the outcome of that was. Whether we got them or not. Pass on that. I can't even remember. We did one that was an abduction in Springburn, Mary Hill, uh, Bears Den it was, sorry. Was and, it? Uh, Porsche, yeah, nice. uh, That was a mistaken identity, we think, and ended up having to go down to like Leeds or something to get the guys away down south to get them. And yeah, it was, yeah that was a cra- that was a real bad one, actually, because it was a nice old couple. 
Um, so yeah, there's just weird picturing yourself, you living that life. Yeah, it's weird me thinking about it. Is it? Because I'm so um, not serious about uh-huh. anything. Everything's a laugh. Weird. So I know. Although sometimes I do feel interrogated on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's the other way around this time. Why don't you ask me a question? Right, ask okay. Me a que- I don't want to do a farming topic. Um, we talk about something farming related instead of the police. A lot of people don't like the police. Okay. Um, they do a great job, by the way, especially uniform guys. Okay, this isn't a farm one. Okay. Um, loving the new co- podcast. Keep up the good work. So this person, Peter, is just wondering if you've ever experienced. How do you spell Peter? P e t e r. All right, it's not like P e t a. I thought it was my best setup. Okay, on you go. Peter. On <gasps> you go. Um, if you have ever experienced an episode of imposter syndrome, or feeling like you shouldn't be in the career you are, or as if you are faking it till you make it. Now, can I also just say this question's directed at both of us? Oh, so you're so, going to answer it too? Okay. No, good. no, I'm just saying. Now, this obviously isn't meant to be an insult. They hope it doesn't come across like that. But Not at all. But um, a common theme among some first-generation farmers on taking the next step on the farming ladder from shepherd to farm manager would be interested to hear both of your opinions on this and any tips for dealing with it. It's funny that you just spent a lot of time talking about police and then you asked me about faking it to make it because <laughs> that was generally speaking me and the police. Like, Was it? Yeah, because... They used to give you like, um, like e-training, you know, you'd ha- like oh, yeah. if there's new changes to the laws and all that stuff. And I would just like copy the answers from somebody else. I would never read it. Did you not? No, so I was like, I'll work out later. Just wing it. So yeah, I, I would just. So, but I wonder then if imposter syndrome, part of that comes as, as confidence. You know, I, I, I feel like you're maybe somebody who could, who could carry yourself, even if you were a wee bit out of your depth, you'd be. I don't know, I'm not wording that very well. I know what you're saying, you could, I, I have the confidence just to wing it, you think? Yeah. And, and folk wouldn't even know I was out of my depth. Uh-huh, whereas yeah. I would be there wanting to do the research and making sure I'm clued up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I no, I agree. I've, I've never really worried about it, to be honest with you. But in terms of what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. I mean, this is an awkward one, like putting all your thoughts and opinions on a podcast is a dangerous one because... You know, you, you never know that you're talking nonsense because you think, you know, everybody thinks what they're saying is right, is wise and correct. Mm-hmm. It's not until you see the feedback that actually you're an idiot. Yeah. So th- this one's a, a, a dangerous one, I think. Is, mm-hmm. You know, and I try not to. Like, I'm not, in some ways, I am quite opinionated about some things, but in other ways, I'm not that bothered about many things. But I, I just worry about myself. I think you've got a balance of as much as you are opinionated you you really like to hear other people's opinions like you'll oh, my ha- opinions you'll change happily, all the time. yeah yeah, yeah that's what i mean like you're not somebody although you have opinions you're not it's not like you're stuck in your ways or you know you're yeah oh i change all the time yeah yeah, yeah i flip back on various things i change all the time but i suppose imposter syndrome's different it's so so, his so, example so in terms here, of like sh- well in terms of the sheep farming yeah no worries there. i've done it my whole life yeah okay like no worries there at all uh, you know i've literally worked with sheep my whole life so I've not I'm no worries in that regard social media I, d- I didn't worry either because well I did at the start I did at the start did you yeah I don't know if worried's correct but I was very conscious that a lot of the things I did weren't correct okay and I only did them because that's the way I'd been taught mm-hmm. and you'll actually find and there's still heaps of I use this example of time there's heaps of farmers that are still worm dozing their use mm-hmm. their adult use and like the back end when they're at their fittest there's absolutely no need to do it mm-hmm. 
So that's one example of things I had to learn that, you know, my dad was, you know, the sheep looked after the sheep well, but he did a lot of things that they just always done. Yeah. Old school, traditional. Yeah. So I, all of a sudden I started making the videos, I had to be like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And when I actually looked into it, it's like, shouldn't be doing that at yeah. all. Yeah, so it would make you question. Yeah, because I remember phoning someone saying, uh, when do you warm your use? It's like, don't warm my use. Mm -hmm. What do you need to warm your use for? They, they deal with the worms themselves. And I looked into it a bit more, I'm like, he's right. Yeah. So you don't need to warm your use. So that's a bit, and there's still people, people will listen to this that will warm their use. And there'll be people listening to this that warm their use, hear me say that, will look into it, will realise they don't need to warm their use and they'll still warm their use. Because <laughs> that's the way it's always been. I know people like that. Yeah. I've explained it to them. I've showed them the evidence and they still do it just because they always done it. Yeah. And that's, that is farming. That is one of the biggest holdbacks of farming mm -hmm. is that lack of progress because we've always done it. Um, so, so there's one thing. But no, even the police and that, I never worried. I found the best way to get on in the police, for example, and in a job was to be honest. Yeah. I would just say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is this a crime? I don't know. Seems like a crime. There's a lot of blood. But <laughs> I think... <laughs> but I think... Um, <laughs> it's actually the most able people who are the ones that are willing to admit that they don't know things. Or when they make mistakes. I think... Because I think it's when people who are sometimes maybe scrambled through, not really sure, or feel like they should know things. Whereas yeah. I think if you're actually able and at what you're doing that's when you have the confidence because you know if you don't know something, it's okay to not know it. That's your spot. I think you're right there probably. Yep. Mm. Yep. Like I never worried about not knowing something and, and still don't worry about not knowing something. Never afraid to ask. Yeah. And tell you, that's one of the great things Marissa that works with us. Mm -hmm. that's, that's one of the, the best things about Marissa. And I, I said this to her from the start. It's like, like, I, you know, I'll never get upset about you making a mistake. Mm -hmm. or whatever. What I will get upset about is you pushing on doing something you don't know what you're doing and you yeah. haven't asked me yeah so she just she just asks questions all, all the time. time and i'd much rather that yeah, than her trying to pretend that she knows aye, oh, i know this I, yeah know, i know what i'm doing here just ask me or even not even that kind of attitude even like oh god i don't want to bother him i think this is what yeah you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. I, oh i make it very it's a very friendly environment anyway but yeah, yeah i'm never like and i never say i think it's so stupid no you know oh, that's a stupid question there yeah. are no stupid questions no like, as far as I'm concerned, like, there's only, like, stupid responses that scare people off and mm -hmm. make, them, make them frightened to ask. Mm -hmm. So I'd much rather people feel they can come forward with any stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'll, and I'll make them feel like it's not. But what about you? Like, have you felt this imposter syndrome? You you are doing quite a... How many people are you managing or where are you managing? Well, I, yeah, I was managing a big team at Dumfries House, but I think I had, there were times in that job, like, I would go to like um different conferences or i went to this event down south where all these really really knowledgeable and forward-thinking people you know within like regenerative agriculture and i was part of these talks and there were that was one time i felt like oh my goodness like i'm out my depth here but then what i realized was a lot of the time a lot of people just say big words yeah do you know what I mean? Just rehearse something and, and see, say when, it. see when I was actually sitting there and I was thinking, oh, all these people, you know, a lot of it, this all sounds so, so impressive. But when I actually sat and broke it down, I thought, I don't, they're not actually saying anything though. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like politicians, isn't it? That's just uh -huh. like, like these guys can get through, they can answer any question mm -hmm. and get through any sort of public speaking event saying nothing, but saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that That's was a skill exactly though. It. That is and, a skill. 
oh, it's so impressive. Yeah, like, like kind of like so us on this podcast. <laughs> like this podcast so far, we are we are twenty odd minutes in. <laughs> I've not actually said anything about anything oh, really. Jeez. Okay, so we've got a question from Michael. He says that you're making a great case for shearing as a great route into agriculture, but how would you recommend getting into shearing? Is there a path best taken? Yeah, tough one. This year, a tough one to get into. The only way I can see in, really, unless you have a family member or, or someone like very close to you that is a shearer, is to go on a, a course, mm-hmm. probably with the British Wool Board or with Robbie Hislop Shearing School. They do beginner courses. And, and yeah, just go and suffer for two days. Mm-hmm. Go and suffer. And if you can, get chatting to the people that's there, get chatting to the instructor, mm-hmm. try and find yourself a stand somewhere. So would you go straight into having a stand? So you would go, just go straight for it after you've done your course? Yeah, I did. Did it, you? It was horrific. Yep. Yeah. See, I was a late starter. I didn't shear a sheep until I was 23. Really? Which is very late mm. for shearers, you know, like... For Callum Shaw, for example, was like, he was like an open shearer, but, or certainly in the seniors by the time he was 23. Yeah. Um, whereas I'm, I, I just get started and... He would be shearing from the age of 16. His dad was a shearer, so he'd, you know, he would learn, even if he was only doing ones or twos, whereas I did my first sheep on my first bullboard course. So I went there totally, had never shown a sheep, uh, and it was horrific. Yeah. And then straight into the, out of the, what is it, out of the frying pan into the fire, going from the suffering of the training course to the suffering of being on a trailer all day, every day. And it was horrific. Yeah, nearly broke me. I've told that story, but it, yeah, nearly broke me. What um, what made you take the shearing course in the first place? Just wanted to make extra money. Right. I'd always been fascinated by the shearers. Mm-hmm. There was always this um, sort of awe and this sort of, mis- sort of mystery about it. Like mm-hmm. these guys, these absolute machines would just turn up, you know, they'd all jump out this Land Rover set up this thing, blast out 700 sheep, pack up and head away again. Yeah. And we only saw them for that, well, mostly a full day, but we only saw them for that one day a year. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to imagine that they did that every single day yeah. for, for 10 weeks or six, you know, about 10 weeks. Because you just saw them for that. And it was always a mystery of, oh, I wonder where they're way to now. And, you know, God, yeah. those, guys, those guys were amazing. I was like, I'd love to be one of them. Yeah, I want to be part of that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was part of it, but also... I knew it was a good way to to make extra money around working in the police. Mm-hmm. It was never about networking at that point. It was just about making money. And when did when did it come about that you like? Did you just m- make a YouTube video one day? How did it start? The YouTube. I told this story about Snapchat. Did I not? No. Did I not tell you about how YouTube, the sheep game started? No. No, I used to send Snapchats to the boys. Oh, right. like just sort of documenting my day. Uh huh. Just having a laugh. And, you know, when things were going wrong all the time, as they do. Like on the farm? Well, yeah, just round... I didn't have a farm, so just round ground and different yeah, bits. Yeah. Um, I, I would just do Snapchats going, like, that's a sheep game for you. You know, the same way, like, if you put okay. a £1,000 in in cryptocurrency and it dives, well, that's the crypto game for you. Right, so okay. So I'd be the same. It's like, oh, that's the sheep game. That's the banking game. That's yeah, the investment yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. Whenever it goes wrong, yeah. you just say, that's that, you know, that's the game. Um, so that's where the sheep game came and then someone said check out Tom Pemberton he's making a fortune from YouTube uh-huh. so sure enough I went on and watched him out mucking out some calf pens and I'm seven minutes into this video no interest in cattle and somehow this this guy has drawn me in to watch this <laughs> video because he's brilliant like Tom is the best he's, he's class mm-hmm. so yeah I was like drawn into this video 
And I thought, maybe I could do that. There's nobody at that time doing sheep. Sandy Brock in Canada. Right, okay. Was doing sheep, but in a very different system. Sandy is a, just with the weather and predators as well, another factor in Canada. She's inside all the time. Okay. In different breeds, you know, there'll be quite quite fertile breeds that maybe lamb twice in 18 months type thing. Uh, yeah, twice in 18 months or three times in two years. Uh, so very different to what I was doing. So I was kind of the first to do, and it's rare on a platform like YouTube. I think we have talked about this. A platform like YouTube is rare to be the first. No, we've talked about, not this? talked about this. Okay, yeah, it's rare. Like YouTube, there's... I'm like, that's zoned out. <laughs> yeah, I thought we did. No. Okay, okay. But yeah, so yeah, it was rare to be the first doing something. And, mm -hmm. and that, that's how I was lucky. But, you know, there's, there's plenty of people better than me on YouTube, definitely. Uh, so any other questions, Iona, you want to ask me? <laughs> Guys, do get your questions into podcast at fedbyfarmers.co.uk. Podcast at fedbyfarmers.co.uk. And we will try to answer them. We'll just pick the ones we like, really. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if we don't like it, we won't, we won't ask it. Like, I could ask you anything right now and just pretend that I'm reading it off You this. could, yes. We could make our own questions. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any right now. I know. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you an, an easy question just to round it up. Okay. Iona, what are you doing for Christmas? I am Christmas at the farm. Mum always does Christmas. We all go there. Um, she's always done it. She made a comment. It's been 27 or 20. No, yeah, years. No, more than that. 37 years she's been doing Christmas. So. Okay. I've been doing it for 33 years. <laughs> um, so, God, she, a young mother you have. I must say. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. Okay, so yeah, so nice, yeah, nice, yeah, happy with Christmas. with the family. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and do you have to buy any presents? Yeah, so we've changed. See, now we've got um, the grandchildren. Nieces. Oh, grand <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and nieces and nephews on the go. We, all the adults now, we all just do Secret Santa. £60 limit. We all just buy one present and then we get all the children's stuff. Okay. So Who did you get this year? I got my sister's boyfriend. Well, that's not a secret now, is it? To be fair, we're quite bad at keeping it secrets. Because you need to find out what they want. Yeah, but we've got this thing. It's, you do it all, of course, all online now, and it's draw names, and you can also put in what you want. So the person, so this then is the just person terrible. can see. Honestly, why not just not do it? <coughs> what? Just no presents? Yeah, that just, just seems, sounds terrible to me. Oh, uh, no, that's quite nice. You don't put in what you want, though, do you? No, I'd no. Because I, I would just be like, random. But although my sister texted me and said, I know, if I know, know your secret Santa, have you get anything you want? And I was like, well, yeah. So. Oh, but then you're just, you may as well get 60 well, quid cash out when there's no fun. No, okay, that. right. Can I tell you another one quickly that okay. we did? We did it last year for the first time. So every day, I can't remember if it was £5 or £10, right? And every day that came to for, for Christmas lunch, I had to bring a present worth that amount of money, right? Mm -hmm. And they were all wrapped and put on the table. And then you had to pick pick a present but then you could oh I've <laughs> <forgotten> the rules <laughs> it sounds like if, if anyone's watched the US office it's like when when Michael buys the iPod and he doesn't want oh, a certain person yeah, to get it so he's right. like let's play Steeler Steeler Keep or something like that well that's basically what it's like okay and then you get to, yeah, there was something to do with a dice I feel like and then you end up all with your presents, but you, you are allowed to steal other people's. And I ended up with a, I think it was a smarty tube that was just filled with loads of like coins that added up to ten pounds. So it's quite happy. <laughs> God, I think I like Christmas even less now. Do you know what? <laughs> I wasn't a big fan before, but I actually think I like it less now. 
Look what it does to people. <laughs> Listen to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you could not make that sound any worse. I know, but I didn't do it justice. Oh. I wish I never started. No, real laughs. Right, you had to be there. One of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah I've got another one, but I'm, it's definitely a, yeah. I'm going to stop there. Yeah. Life round up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my pleasure. Well, listen, that's our last QA podcast before Christmas. Our next podcast that will be out will be James and his. No, you want to do me on Christmas Day, don't you? <laughs> We've kind of done me. <laughs> yeah. No. We'll do, we'll do me and me bits over the Q&As, come on. I don't know, I think people want one on you. Viewers can let us know, I was desperate to do a podcast just on me, but we're kind of, I mean, that's basically my whole life in this, when that was, the, you know. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's we can do what we, we do, we could do we we snippets of me in the Q&A. Yeah, yeah okay. there we go. Okay, I feel like okay, I've okay. done, I've basically done my life story there. So, right, well, you'll get to know more of me in these Q&As, and more of Iona, of course, as well, and her imposter syndrome. Of course, thanks to our sponsor this week, Fowrus Fabrication. James Carlyle, James, you're the man. Thanks for coming on board for this one. Do check them out, folks, for any gates, hurdles, lambing pens, calf huts, feed barriers, creep feeders, all the millions of things that Fowrus now do. Check out their website. I don't think they'll be beating in price. That's how I started working with them. I looked about. <laughs> that is generally how I started. I shopped about. They were the best value and I've worked with them ever since. So that'll be three years now. And that's where all my lambing hurdles came from. So do check them out. Thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast. I've been Cami. I've been Iona. And we are both Bed Bed by Farmers. Farmers.